So they like to say never say never, which I respect in general. But I'll never be sponsored by BuzzFeed. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I really can't remember a time where I liked that publication. It's an incredibly lazy and raggedy media outlet. Ever since the days they were stealing other people's content and putting it in a cute form, pushing it off as their own. So they got called out for that and they switched to actually writing articles. But that, that doesn't mean they actually have quality journalism. And every couple of months, an article comes across my timeline that confirms exactly what I've been talking about. The latest one is an article talking about hip hop supposedly being absolved of any responsibility in this Me Too era, which is ridiculous. But I think the most depressing thing is the article, the author of this article was a black woman, a black woman who attended an HBCU. So it really kind of messed up my response because I have no love at all for BuzzFeed, the white and tone deaf publication. But I'm not really trying to go at a random HBCU alum. And at the end of the day, you got to do, she's got to do what she's got to do to make her living. So I don't know, man. That's not even the point of this particular podcast. It was just such a terrible article that I felt compelled to say something about it. But I'm trying so hard to be cool on her. So we just gonna keep it moving. Bitch, you guessed it. But that article's wrong. Ain't nothing worse than a smart dumb nigga. purpose of me making this quick hit today was a very interesting and polarizing sports event yesterday and that was Derrick Rose's Timberwolves playing the Utah Jazz. Now the end so-called end of that story is Derrick Rose scored 50 points and the Wolves won a very tough game against a better opponent. So I decided to go pull up a clip and look at some highlights from his play. And the first thing, the immediate thing that I saw, if you just wanted to sum up, you know, that game, first of all, obviously, Rose had 50, so that was great offense by him. But it was bad defense, atrocious defense by the Jazz. You start at the first quarter, and his first shot was a wide-open three. Rubio was in the paint, basically. His second made basket was an easy drive around Rubio. And then he used the rim as protection from Gobert. Now the Jazz score 11 straight and they make it 11 to 5. So at that point, you got Rose with 5 points and nobody else on the Wolves is relevant, which we already knew from this season because that team is an absolute dumpster fire for no good reason despite all the talent that they have. So the first 9 Rose basket is a Rose assist. Now, you know, before we really get into this, go ahead and accuse me of 2020 coaching. But after that third play, after the third basket, that was 100% due to Rose. Play preventative basketball and get the ball out of his hands. NBA coaches are supposed to obsess over the what if like this. And because you didn't pay any attention, you are now made history. So the next Wolves points are a Rose and one. And the following basket after that. Or the following points after that are Rose free throws. So at this point, we have 10 points, one assist, 
and a hundred percent points participation by one man. Gobert has two fouls. Rubio's been the main defender. The Jazz are supposed to be a defensive-minded team. And this is JV from the coaching staff all the way down to individual players. So Rose hits a three over Exum and takes the lead. And then he has an assist to Towns and then an assist to Dang off of a defensive stop. So at this point, the Wolves offense is officially off the races when they only have four, five points, maybe two, three minutes in. So we're still leading in the second quarter when he gets a running layup over Rubio. So it's basically wide open. Stubbornness has killed the cat. I, I think that's how the saying goes. And he also got a rebound in a transition for an open look for Tolliver. But that was a, a relatively light quarter. He had three points and 16 points in the first half, Rose did. A routine jumper early in the third, followed by a pick and roll layup. And Rubio is still the def- main defender going into the third quarter. So great adjustments, guys. There's a double team on Towns, of all people. And the passes eventually swing the rows for a wide open three. Remember, Jazz are a defensive team, by the way. So now there's seven points in the quarter for Rose in only two and a half minutes. Next is a floater. And then there's a pick and roll switch on Favors. But he hits that jumper anyway. There's a pick on Exum, another uncontested jumper. O'Neal switches on him, but at this point it doesn't matter. All those easy buckets, Rose is now comfortable. There's a pick on Exum. He drives on Gobert and he gets a floater over both. Now, even though the Jazz don't care anything about solid defense, that basket, that floater that Rose just hit gave the Wolves the lead. So the Jazz have been scoring as well. Rose has an assist to Towns for three, and he's got 33 points after three quarters. So 17 points in one quarter. The fourth included a drive past Exum, and then a vintage Rose crossover on Exum, and then a floater over O'Neal. So it's too late at this point. Everybody's getting it now. Yeah, the May Rose too comfortable, and he's channeled his MVP form. There's two free throws because you let an inbound get stolen by a damn power forward, Tolliver again. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like the Jazz must have wanted to go trick-or-treating instead of hoop. Now, Rubio is still the main defender, but at least they're doing shifted defense at this point. So there's really three people looking at him, and he drives past him anyway and gets a bucket. So that's 41 points now, six minutes left. He gets a three on Exum, and that's 44 points, his new career high. His 46 point, I don't even, I can't even describe it. It's disgusting. And it was textbook comfort level. But still, it's only a one point lead with under a minute left. And then the game ends up being tied with 36 seconds left. Exum stops his drive for once, but Rose turns and hits a hook shot. This is probably the most difficult shot he made the whole game. And finally, he ends up fouled and hits two free throws with 13 seconds left. That's a 50-point game with a three-point lead. And as if scoring 50 points wasn't enough on the very last play, Rose blocks a game-tying three attempt by Exum. Exum had 14 off the bench, which is not bad, but he obviously did nothing defending Rose, and he got posterized by Tolliver if they made dunk blocks a poster, which they should. So all in all, Rose had 19 made baskets, Four of them were threes, and he made eight free throws. He added six assists and that block at the end. Now, he did have six turnovers, but it's excusable when you've played 40 minutes, especially at this season's pace. 
and he had four fouls. Foul trouble at that point was basically the best defender that the Jazz had. Now, the reason I keep talking about defenders is simple. The Jazz roster includes Donovan Mitchell, who only had two fouls all game, O'Neal, Jay Crowder, Dante Exum, Grayson Allen, and Tabo Cephalosha, who didn't even play. So putting nine defending Rubio on this man for most of the game and the first quarter, especially, invited him to have a field day. And that's what he did. So it's not Rubio's fault. That's a team loss, point blank period. All the players that didn't opt to switch on him, the coaches that didn't make any, you know, that didn't make any adjustments, you can all hold this L. But whatever. Here's a basketball player who endured a whole lot in his career, a huge talent who we sometimes feared might never recover, and he comes out and balls out of control and sets his new career high and might have revitalized his situation, maybe even saved the Timberwolves. So what an amazing, uplifting story, right? Well, what if he's on some Chappelle stand-up shit? Trigger warning. That's the dilemma for the audience. Because he rapes, but he saves a lot of lives. And he saves way more than he rapes, and he only rapes to save. But he does rape. See, he is innocent, but America innocent, which as a man, even a black man, comes with an asterisk. There was a civil case that was filed against him, and the ruling was not liable. That's not the same thing as not guilty. And it wasn't even a criminal case, so not guilty isn't an option. Now, as far as why it wasn't a criminal case, you can guess, you can assume, or you can Google. But on November 16th, the woman gets to appeal. Apparently, she's going to get 15 minutes. On November 14th, I'll get five minutes to talk about whatever I want on an open mic night. She gets 15 minutes to recount August 27th, 2013 whatever may have happened. I'm not here to pick sides. I'm here to not pick sides. What I know is this though, this NBA is too offensive minded for me to care if a sexual predator is also able to score 50 points. That's like me still stepping in the name of love. At the same time, an innocent man who has been injury plagued for most of his career, scoring more points than I scored in any full season of YMCA league play, is truly an amazing redemption story. But the problem is, thanks to America's justice system, I don't know if I get to stick to sports or shut up and hear dribbling. Thanks, Obama.